What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. And SeatGeek. Promo code HAM. NEs.com. Promo code HAM. And BoxOfAwesome.com. Promo code HAM. Now to the segment. In the year the Niners went to the Super Bowl, I, I remember they were one of the healthiest teams in the NFL, John. I think they might have been the first or second in the NFL in just like fewest, however they measured it, starts, lost, injuries, or whatever the deal Guy, was. Starters on IR, stuff like that. Yeah, they were it, they were one or two that year in health. Like, people just didn't get hurt. Um, So here's the situation except, right now. Except you, Alex here. <laughs> but he came except back. Except Alex, yeah. you're right. What was his injury? He's a concussion, right? Um, I think it was just a concussion. He had to miss the game, and then he got Wally Pippen. Yeah, or was it more than that? Because he had to miss a couple. I have to look back at it. I think it was a concussion. D. Ford Hammy, Sherman Hammy, Weston Richburg season, D.J. Jones sprain ankle, Quan Williams concussion, Kwaski Tart rehab. Um, the Sherman one. That ain't good. I mean, Ben Garland came in and, and played well. Like, I think he gave up. I think I saw Lombardi, right? He gave up one pressure in whatever, 26 snaps or something like that. But in that building, pretty impressive given the noise. I saw Kyle say the same thing about Jimmy. Like, one thing they got underappreciated about Jimmy was just that in this really loud environment, you never – remember how <laughs> how many delays would Harbaugh and Kaepernick have had at the Superdome on Sunday? Do you like, remember, and I was thinking about this – Maybe after the game, it's just it's just we forget everything so fast now. Do you remember the NFC Championship game last year? Rams cheat or Rams yeah. Ones. And the first half, old take exposed. If they could get a picture of that, it was like, gosh, fuck, you can't hear, they can't function. It was like they were gonna get boat raced in this game, and they just kind of they held on to the rope. But I remember the first like three series were like. Oh my God, Jerry Goff's got no fucking chance. And then remember, they, they either hit a big play. I don't remember how they kind of got back into it, but there was a section on Twitter for about 20 minutes that thought Jared Goff looked like Blaine Gabbard or something. So I think it speaks. Now, was it probably for that game a little louder than the Niner game? Maybe. But still, I mean, it's, it just shows you it's one of the toughest places to play, and he thrived. 
Now they're all their players, but it's not just like to me they they just thrived. But when you start listing, they can overcome D Ford, where I think they can't overcome here, guy. Even though I got an alert on my phone, I guess Calvin Ridley's out for the year, which helps this week. But uh, they still got that other guy. I think his name's Julio Jones. That Richard's not going to play this week. Quan is their starting nickel and has been damn good. So then you're already you're down your starting corner and your third corner. So now you got Akello and Eman, and then you got a random. So now you got multiple backups going. You got a backup nickel, which most teams, again, a little easier this week because they're one of their best players is out. But they also Hooper has been a good player. Like is Marcel Harris covering him? <laughs> now. Jared Cook's pretty good, but Hooper, at one point in time, I haven't looked lately, but had a was having a big year. Yeah. But that's a lot of fucking injuries, guy, on defense. Like, is, is there do they get to the point of a law of diminishing returns that you're just going to lose a game just unequipped? You're lucky you're playing the Falcons. But, they, they guy, they've played better. You know, they haven't they've been also a played joke poorly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trust them. Is there any advantage Kyle works with this guy? He knows him kind of a long time ago now. I do. I mean, like, you know, it's funny. If you go back and look, you think about, I was thinking watching that game, just how not lucky Breeze is to have, just to have had Sean Payton as long as he's had him, but kind of how lucky he is to have had Sean Payton as long as he's had him, right? Because I, I got to think that uh, Matt Ryan is thinking, imagine if, like, Kyle Shanahan had just been my head coach and just never had to leave because he wasn't the offensive coordinator. He just was my head coach. If they just said, you know what? We see where this is headed. We'd rather keep Kyle than Gus. Unprecedented move. Kyle, you're the head coach. Gus is getting fired, right? Dan. I, Dan, I keep I always do that. Gus Bradley hasn't been head coach in like four years. But but like, is, and uh, the part of my take guys always make fun of it. Pete has a Pete has a specific look he goes for as their defensive coordinator. Bald. All of his defensive coordinators, bald guys. Has not had a hairy defensive coordinator since I think he's been there. All wow. look the same. Different body wow. types. All balls, mainly goatees too. Okay, tries to keep guy. You know, I there's a I, does does bald mean less uh, less testosterone, John? I I don't know, but he's he less ha- less challenge to the throne. He has a type, or more testosterone. He has a type. He does have a type. Anyway, sorry. Dan's Dan. been better. The point than Gus is, as a head coach, at least. Go look at like go because I did it on Sunday. Go look at Matt Ryan's stats his last year with Kyle, and then the next year, they're dramatically better with Kyle. Um. And I watch Kyle right there's now. No, there's not a Atlanta Falcon fan if they could say, "Could you redo it?" That they would not say redo, right? They would have kept Kyle with Matt and all those guys. But but so but you couldn't. What were you going to do? I, the Niners are just so much better equipped, even with injuries, to win this football game. You're right. I mean, there's just don't, don't you think really quick, just a bigger picture thought on that. Wouldn't you imagine the next three or four years if we get to a position? where a young guy like a Kyle McVay type is the offensive coordinator, and it would take like a CEO type, where they do a move like that, where that guy's getting offered a job and they just fire the head coach and keep the guy? Don't you think that's kind of inevitable in the way football's trended? It would take the what, unique situation, though. What is the trend exactly that would create that? Well, let's say, let's say instead of Greg, like Greg Roman's name wasn't Greg Roman, it was Joe Brady. Let's say Greg Roman was doing with Lamar Jackson. His name was Joe Brady, and he was 31. And it was like it's hard because Harbaugh's resume is so good. So it would take a it would be like it would take like a Rivera type. If Ron yeah. Rivera was the coach and he had a Kyle Shanahan, and that Kyle Shanahan was going to get like the Panthers' job, or you could just fire your coach 
Ron Rivera type to keep that guy coming off a Super Bowl year. I, I think it yeah, it, it, would, it would be college, it'd be right? it'd be an unprecedented like the guy won two playoff games that year or something. You're like, well, we don't want to lose. Well, the this one guy. I think of the one I think of is like you know clearly Bob Stoops is not like would Bob Stoops have just left Oklahoma if. It, was that totally up to him, or was it like Bob? Let's. This is a perfect time to transition. He did Bob have the hard. He did have the hard thing. Remember, was, I, I'm just saying. Like, I, people are still calling Bob behind the scenes. College football programs are calling Bob. He, uh, Lincoln tweeted out a pick though. It, it's a unique relationship because after they beat Baylor on the field at the 50 yard line, just him and Bob in his tweet. It was just a pick and said, "This guy means the world to me," or whatever. So yeah, I mean, there might be some shadiness, but I do. You're right. Maybe I'm not saying shady. I, no, I don't know. I, is who's gonna? It, it's gonna take guts to like fire a head coach after Super Bowl year because you think. Well, I di- didn't. The Raptors do it. It happens in the NBA all the time. Because everyone, because every the the, the average coach lasts like two point two years in the NBA. Do you think it's inevitable in the NFL though? I, well, I just don't. I guess what I'm struggling with is like what is what has changed that makes it more likely. Well, it's just now. because there's. Doesn't it feel like there's never been a more importance? Like, that's what makes the Niners feel pretty good about themselves. Like, we got the most important position, uh, offensive play-calling head coach. Like, if, if, yeah. if every team could pick, that's what they would pick right now. Is that what happened with Jason Garrett initially? It, yeah. The initial Jason yeah, Garrett? he was the offensive yeah, coordinator. Okay. Remember, he turned down the Miami Dolphins so job. It's crazy. It's like, you can't – he went from offensive play-caller to CEO. A- Andy, when I was in Philly, was more CEO type. And doesn't he, he feels more at home doing this? I think a lot of these guys, like a Sean Payton, feels like he's been calling the plays the whole time. I think they realize once they leave it and then go back, like this is what I should be doing. But you need a good staff to feel comfortable on that because Kyle. That's why I think Kyle really valued Robert Sala, even when it was ugly, is because you're like I don't want to have to. I want someone I can trust over there. I, I'm not fucking around with that. Like I, I'm doing. I'm dialing up plays with me and my quarterback. That's where they spend the time. When I, I did a Colorado football game like a month and a half ago, and we had our meeting is with Is he Mel a Tucker. defensive coordinator? Yeah, he was the D.C. He was Kirby's D.C. at Georgia. But I'm saying, is he the D.C. now for them? No. No. And one thing he was saying is like, he missed, like, man, I miss just calling. I miss just like calling it. I miss calling plays. He's like, now, like, the ball gets across midfield. All I'm thinking about is like, are we going for it on fourth down or not? Like, what are our situationally? Like, what are we doing here? He's like timeouts. I feel good about like he had been the interim head coach for the Jags for a few games yeah, one year. I think it was Del Rio. I think so. So, but he was like, man, I just calling plays was so much fun, <laughs> you know? Because you're actually in the battle against the guy, right? You just you have you, your opponent is you versus the other coach, kind of. It's fuck you. <laughs> it's the high. It is high stakes chess with like it's like what everyone loves about video games. Can you imagine doing video games and you just like. But yeah, go for it. Punt next to your buddy who has the controller. Well, like, that's th- no fun. Well, think about that, guy. <laughs> to leave the most fun part, like now that your week's a little crazier, like you probably feel more level-headed on the week, more controlling. But just every day, Kyle knows it's him versus Dennis Allen. This week, it's me versus, well, the Falcons are actually got three guys that pick their names out of a hat, so he doesn't even know. <laughs> but just in Genius theory, by them. Yeah, it's like, well, it's... Is Ulbrich called the second in longs? Uh, but Wade Phillips, you know, Ken Norton Jr. kind of? It still feels like Pete. But, you know, you just – it'd be hard to give that up, you know? 
It really yeah. would. Especially offense, because you're scoring fucking touchdowns. Defense, I could see giving up. It's like, fuck, I'm tired of getting shredded. This sucks. Offense, you're scoring the touchdown. And your quarterback's looking at you like, what do you want to call? You're in control. Everyone in the stadium is looking at you and thinking they can do your job. Not the head the play caller. Because you would say, really, people get on play caller more than the head coach more consistently in a game. Like, you scream at the head coach for fucking up timeouts or whatever, but you're consistently saying, like, why did we run that play? You know? Right. What when the fuck? You, no guy, you text me after Richie James, uh, you know, the Wildcat, like, why are they getting? And everyone on Twitter, they're getting cute, getting cute, getting cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, how about those other seven plays they ran for an average of 17 yards that were cute? What I find funny, and Booger dropped this last night, every, it's a natural comment from anti-play caller or a defensive guy. Like, way to get cute there. What happens when cute works? Like, when your cute play Handsome. goes for fucking 70. Yeah. That's why cute plays always keep getting called. Like we said the same thing with Taysom Hill. Like it doesn't. Did you see? John, did you matter. see Sean Payton's comment? No. After the game, he goes to Whole Foods at, on Sunday at night to like get dinner for his new socialite wife, or maybe he's got family over too. And he goes to Whole Foods and he orders a bunch of shit. And I think the butcher looked at him like, and all the butcher said was, "What the hell was that second uh, two point play?" And Sean Payton, I, I can't tell if he's being facetious, probably is. He looks at him, he just says, make sure the stakes are right, bro. Or one of those comments. But the butcher looks at him like, you know. Yeah, do, you do, do your job <laughs> is what Sean's been saying. Now, Sean might not have been sarcastic at all. Like, fuck you, bro. Sean's like, I haven't slept in six days. You know why? Because I watch film. But it's true. Like, I don't know if you saw um, the play I thought of for two Friday night, the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon ran like a swing pass to the left tackle. And it didn't work at all. But a bunch of other shit they did work. But sometimes plays, because every time you see that Wildcat play, where, to me, there's two different Wildcats. There's a Wildcat where it's clear you're running the ball, and then there's kind of the cute Wildcat where the quarterback's at wide receiver. I don't mind a Wildcat, the version the Saints run, where they just bring Drew off the field. They're like, we're fucking running a play right down your throat. To me, whenever the quarterback's at has a corner over him. It's like, this is kind of stupid. But the Chiefs game, they did it. Direct snap to Travis Kelsey. He had a running back to his left, a running back to his right, and a running back behind him. So it was like the diamond formation. Travis like fakes right, goes back left, walks in the end zone from like the five. Yeah. It's like, because before you're going to snap it, most people would be like, Andy, what are you doing here? And then he fucking scores with ease, snaps the ball, and they party. I always think differently about that play when it's and a lot of times, right? I guess it's in this situation when it's short yardage and you like, have a like bit. All you, when all you need is like three yards. We just need four yards and we just got one more blocker. That's all we're looking for. Uh, that's when I love it. I mean, it well, and to me, it's like Taysom Hill now has established himself. Any play with him, I don't. Th- can you call cute or can you just call those are his plays? Right. That's what they they build plays for him because he's right. he doesn't have like a. He's not like Michael Thomas where every play can involve him. No, he's got to kind of have specific plays. What is the ceiling for that guy? Like where does he just stay in New Orleans? Does someone try to sign him for a lot of money and replicate that? Do you just know if you're him, you got a good thing going? The problem is, yeah, like how do they pay him? What if someone's willing to like double your salary? What if they're like, listen, we only got like two and a half million and some guy team offers him like six. But would, some, would you pay six for that, though? But, like, what if, you know, you see the salary cap's going to $200 million. What if someone's just like, we think we got a huge role for you, we're overpay, you're a winner, you're from New Orleans. 
would you risk that if you're him? You're like, well, if this doesn't work, I'm going to look terrible. I mean, money's money, but I just wonder if he's worth more to them than he's worth to other people, you know? But if, but I think this is what you start thinking if you're another team. If you're a team chasing the Saints, right, which most of the NFC is, you go, well, if they can use this guy, he's got to be two things. One, he's really talented at what he does. And two, he fits like a winning culture. We want this guy. We'll buy this guy, like the Colts or something. You just buy that. And for you, and you said this to me the other day about free agency sometimes, and this is a lesser player, but you got to overpay for what you ultimately want. And honestly, it doesn't really bother you if you really like the guy. The equivalent, I mean, the Niners kind of did this with Kyle Juszczyk. It's a little different because Kyle is much more of a consistent every down player, but they made him the highest paid fullback ever. You think they regret that one second landing that guy on their team? No. I would, if I was like, you watch. I bet the Patriots would be interested. I bet the Colts would be interested. Andy, he's just too many other people to pay. He probably doesn't have the money. I can see like Seattle liking him. Taysom Hill is going to have a fucking market. Because if he's beating, and when you watch him against good teams, he plays a role. So when Pete sleeps at night, or Andy sleeps at night, or even Kyle sleeps at night, he goes, that guy can fucking play because he's kicking my ass. But to me, here's the thing. I don't know if he'll have... Like well, again, I'm not talking Kyle stupid Juszczyk money. Plays, I'm, I'm talking Kyle, five million. I'm just saying, like Kyle Uzcheck plays like sixty what, snaps three, a game. Yeah, a ton of snaps. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not comparing. I think I'm Taysom's, not saying he's as good of a player as Kyle or even as valuable. I'm just saying, like the Niners, that no, really use a fullback heavy offense. You could just talk yourself into a guy like that. Uh, yeah, and my counter is, I think it's hard when you ha- when you don't. It's one thing if you have somebody that you kind of do that with already and that guy's retiring or this guy's better and you want to upgrade that guy. But when you're trying to implement this guy into your offense and, like, we're going to go pay him for, like, maybe four, five plays a game. It'd be a polarizing move. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think people will do it. I think he's worth more to the Saints, much like my car, worth more to me than it's worth to anybody else. I think he's worth more to the Saints than he's worth to anybody else. But if I told you this offseason, let's just – I don't even know if he's a free agent – Said Belichick signed him to a two-year, ten million dollar deal. Would you be shocked? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be the slot receiver for fifteen snaps. Taysom, can you catch? It would be a low. Yeah, sure. Like if I told you, Taysom, if you played lacrosse, you look like you played lacrosse. Yeah, I mean, if I if I told you like the Jets signed him or the Browns signed him, you'd be like, oh, that's a disaster. You'd be like, well, he had to get his money. But if I told you the Patriots or the or the Seattle signed him, you'd be like, oh, I can see that working. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.